Welcome to the Brewers Bridges Podcast, Season 2, Episode 45, David Krejci's Legacy. And it's brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network, InsideTheRink.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app. And subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube page to watch our episodes on YouTube. Smitty will tell you about how to sign up for ESPN+. Plus. You can sign up for ESPN Plus by getting the Inside the Rink, going to the Inside the Rink website, go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. I have ESPN Plus and I love all the Major League Baseball, soccer, college sports, UFC, and much, much more. Maybe not so much the baseball. I mean, the Red Sox kind of stink. But you can still sign up uh, for ESPN Plus at insidetherink.com slash ESPN for all your sporting needs. Absolutely. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, had an episode. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Trying <laughs> yeah, to keep busy. Sure. Uh, watching the yeah. Bruins uh, arbitration stuff with Swayman and Frederick and uh, trying to keep track of the off season. Uh, so, yeah. How about yourself? Anything new? Yeah, you know, went to, went to, uh, went to the hospital for five days. Uh, oh, good times. Time, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fun. You know, I got, got home from coaching basketball camp next morning, 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, just uh, had a heart attack, had some chest pain. Went to the, so I, I implore people to get in shape, to eat right, to, uh, to let's go to the doctor regularly because that's, that's important. Um, but it was, uh, it was scary. One thing, I, one thing I love about the hospital, and I've never had a hospital stay until today, so I, until this week, so I – I've checked all the boxes now and uh, they will not let you sleep. Like they say, Hey, get some rest. And then an hour later, I'm going to take this blood and I'm going to prick this finger. I'm going to take this blood pressure. And actually the nurse came in the first night and I just had a heart attack. I, 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 the first night she comes in and I feel something going up my nose while I'm sleeping. And she's sticking the oxygen thing, the little strand of oxygen, the two little thingies, up my nostrils without alerting me. So I jump out of my skin. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. I was just trying to do it without you know waking you up. How would anyone not wake up unless they're in a coma with shit being up their nose? <laughs> Probably That's think you have like a was... centipede crawling up your nose or something, yeah, you know? Right. It's like I a out of my skin. It is like a horror. That's like a horror movie waiting to happen. It is. Here's yeah, somebody I see just her with the two little prongs like in her, in her hands. <laughs> like it was like a horror movie. Just like like Kathy Bates and Misery there, just ready to to bust <laughs> right. your ankles and start jamming stuff up your nose. No apparent reason it was whatsoever. An with fangs or what the hell it was? <laughs> with like, fangs. Geez. Maybe it was a Nashville Predators hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. Yeah, someone came with a Predators logo up my nose. It was Roman Yossi. Yeah. I think it was Roman yeah, Yossi. It was. It was. Uh, so uh, we're back, and we're we're just better than ever. Well, well, uh, before you go, uh, you know, I'm I'm certainly very very grateful and and happy that you are with us, and uh, you know, as as much as it scared you, it scared uh, all of us as well, all your friends and family. So uh, happy to have you back, and uh, you know, both here doing something that we uh, we enjoy doing. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'll tell you, it was the first time ever I thought to myself, I might die today. And that was, that was really, really, really hard. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, seeing the doctor next week and I'm on meds and I'm, you know, I didn't have to get a stent. So it, uh, it was probably a really great wake up call right. that I'm, you know, I'm li- willing to listen to. 
Yeah, good. Frank with you. Love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Severance Sheriff, sponsored by Lobster Brewing. Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. Open seven days a week. Use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lobsbrewing.com. Follow them at Brewing Brewing for new beers and events. And Chirp One, Jeremy Swayman gets a one-year $3.475 million deal on arbitration. Do they have too much invested in the goalies right now? Probably. Uh, they probably do. But uh, if you don't have center depth, uh, which they don't, I feel like you need to uh, be strong up the middle. Uh, if you don't have a center, that's goalie and that's, you know, defense. So they do have two really good goalies and they do have, you know, um, McAvoy and, and Lindholm and Carlo and some guys. So um, it's going to be goaltending and defense this year, I think, more than anything, trying more to keep the puck out of the net than than maybe uh, outscore people. So, um, you know, I think even though they're probably spending a little too much at that position, it's probably uh, going to end up being a strength of theirs this season. You know, it's back to the old Claude Julian days. Win yeah. zero zero. <laughs> yeah. You know, win zero zero, baby. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, you know, and Swayman has said all the right things afterwards. Says that, you know, he has no ill will. He understands the business. Uh, and I think it'll work out in the end. Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens next off season because uh, you're not going to go. He's going to be up again, mm-hmm. and you're not going to go with all market five million and Swayman. Someone's going to have to go. So it's yeah. really interesting to see what how they'll play that out. And, of course, a lot of it will have to depend on who performs well mm-hmm. this coming season. Uh, trip 2, Trent Frederick signs a two-year, $4.6 million deal after arbitration. A good deal if he produces again, but that's not necessarily a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Uh, he, he had a career year, uh, and he was playing with really good line mates. The Bruins had a lot of depth, so he was playing some, with some really good players on the third line. He might not get that same uh, level of, uh, you know, um, teammates, I guess, uh, on that third line. So you may see that production dip a little, and if so, you know, it's not, not a great contract. I was hoping that it would come in a little under two, but with some of the deals that went out to some of the some of the other guys that were in his same kind of ballpark area, you know, the deal seems pretty fair overall. So uh, hopefully, uh, Freddie can can continue to build on what he did last year and and kind of live up to this um, this new contract. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm worried about he played with Hall and he played with some good offensive players. If you just kind of throw him out there with not offensive type players. I think the production is going to go down. Uh, I was a little surprised. It's a two year thing. Like, I, okay. Like if he's a bottom six guy, that's 2.3 a year. Isn't that a little, I don't know. I mean, I'm, but I've never been as high on Freddie as other people. Like he was my whipping boy. Yeah. Like I, I just, I still have that thing in the back of my head where this is kind of an aberration and I hope it doesn't, I hope he can produce again this year and play as well again this year. And maybe he will, but you know, I, I don't know. The two-year thing was a little weird to me. Um, and I really hope that he's playing with, with people who will, you know, bring out his offensive game again a little bit. And if he's going to be a top six guy, then, you know, he's going to have to produce even more than he did. So it's – and I don't know if he's – I don't know if he, he can really do that. So um, it'll be interesting to see what he, what happens. Um, all right, chirp three. David Krejci is likely to retire from hockey except for the 2024 World Championships. Uh, is he a top 10 Bruin of all time? He's ninth in points, fifth in games, and assists. Uh, he's right on the cusp. 
I mean, how yeah. many how many numbers are retired? There's quite a few up there already, yeah, right? Bro. But you know what? People say that, and I'm like, you know what? That doesn't mean that this guy wasn't better. Like this, no, you know what I mean? No, because like, I mean, because Bert. Well, so it. Bergeron will be in there. Um, yeah, sure. And and Marshand will be in there. Um, right. At some point too. Um, right. So I would say both of those guys probably are better than Krejci. And then and you have Pasternak to Pasternak will be too. Yeah, and Pasternak will yeah. be too. And then you have to add yeah. in, you know, or Bork, Busick, right. Neely, yeah. Espo, Espo, yeah. you know, yeah. Schmidt, um, yeah. you know. So there's he's right on. I would say if if he's not cracking the top ten, he's just on the outside looking in. So to me, he's right in like the 13, 12, 11, 10 range, like somewhere in there. I would say. Yeah, I mean, they, I I liking him to like a Wayne Cashman type. Like mm-hmm. He played a lot, lot long time, mm-hmm. similar numbers. Um, you know, and, along that vein, I will say this though: I think Krejci is not got enough credit because he's not a Bruin type of player. I've said this a million times. Yeah. Like he's not a Bruin type of player. So I think there's some people who just won't give him the benefit of the doubt because he's not a big bad Bruin. He's not physical. He's not all this other stuff. So he takes a little bit of a back seat in some fans eyes because of that um which i don't think is fair because i think he's excellent and i think he yeah. was a really really good player especially in the postseason mm-hmm. if you factor that in then that bumps him a couple spots sure. in my opinion but absolutely right. with guys like pasternak and marshall he's going to start he's going to keep slipping down yeah so right now i got him in the top you know dozen to 13 too uh although i really want to put him in the top 10 because i think he deserves more credit yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still underrated. He's still underrated. He's still an underrated right. player. Like I, I, I think you're right. He doesn't really get enough credit and he probably should be kind of in there in the nine ten range. Um, but you know, it, it just, uh, it's, it is, I think it's maybe the style of play and then he doesn't have a big personality. You know, he's a pass first guy, doesn't talk all that much. He's from a different, you know, country and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I think that probably all hurts him a little bit, even though it shouldn't. And like you said, you know, ninth all time in games. What is it? Ninth all time in games. Yeah, ninth in points, fifth and yeah, ninth and ninth in points. Assists. Yeah. So I mean, he he certainly deserves to be uh, in the conversation without a doubt. Yeah, with, with no question. Um, all right, chirp four. Overall, do you like the Bruins off season? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, if 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 they have a plan, right. you know, if next off season they go out and make a splash at center, like mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a ton of big name free agents. We were talking about this a little bit after the last episode. Like they should make a legitimate run. For Austin Matthews. Now that deal yeah. will probably get done with Toronto before he reaches free agency. But if it doesn't, that solves a lot oh my God. of oh, your problems. problems, of yeah. their problems. So um, you know, if if they have a plan and if they make a make a move to get a top line center uh next offseason, then I can live with the fact that they spent, you know, a million bucks on all these vets to kind of bridge the gap for a year until they could, you know, have the cap space to to really make a, a good run at somebody. You know, if if you weren't signing Tyler Bertuzzi to a five year, you know, whatever, a six million dollar a year deal in order to save that cap space to make a legitimate run at a guy like Matthews or William Nylander or, you know, Elias Lindholm. If you if that's your plan 
then fine. I can live with it. I'm, I'm, I'm all in next year. If you're making a run at one of those guys. Um, but if, if you're, you know, still kind of not sure what you're going to do next year and you're going to, you know, spend your money evenly amongst a few guys to get some, you know, some depth and, you know, not really answer that, the fact that Bergeron and Krejci are missing, um, then I'm not crazy about what they did this year. So it really kind of depends uh, on what they do going forward in my eyes. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. I don't, I don't mind it, but I just feel like this was the offseason to, to take a risk, to do something else like to just to do something uh and they really kind of still danced around it you know they they had to trade somebody so they traded hall which is the right choice he's 31 he only had 36 points i don't think he's going to get better like it's six million bucks it was an easy way to lop off six million bucks um so i get that but other than that they really i mean they they got some one-year deals and they get some veterans and they you know they didn't really do they didn't trade you know, they didn't try to trade or they didn't trade Grizzlick or Forboard or, or do anything risky. They sort of still stayed in their lane there. So I'm with you. Just like the Tavares stuff, you know, a few years ago, they should be in on Matthews if he's available or whoever is available as a top-priced guy. Sweeney cannot afford to miss the playoffs. No. <laughs> like, he can't. So if they miss the playoffs this year, I'm not sure what will happen. Like, they have all this cap money. Will Jacobs give him another year to say, okay, you have a mulligan, like, okay, you can do do this, you know, the, you had to sort of change the landscape of the roster, so you missed the playoffs, okay, so now you get another chance to spend the money and make the, make the changes you need to make? I don't know. I don't know, because typically the Jacobs do not like to miss the playoffs. That's first and foremost. So it's a, it's a lot on them. They don't have a ton of depth, you know, either. So it's uh, especially at center. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really wish they would have pro- tried to do something a little bit more risky uh, to change the roster. But uh, all right, chirp number five, a report from Phil Carter. Phil is a reporter out of uh, Weymouth in Massachusetts. So I don't know what the validity of this, but we're going to bring it up anyway. Washington called on Jake DeBrusque. Bruins want to see how he does this season. Is this the right move to take it into the season with DeBrusque UFA? Uh, I believe it is. I believe it is. I think you want to see him uh, perform again with, uh, you know, without Bergeron uh, to see if last season was more of an aberration or if his his uh, his trajectory is kind of trending in the right direction. Uh, at times, I thought he was the play driver on that line because Marchand was still kind of getting his feet back underneath him, uh, and Bergeron, you know, is getting up there a little bit in years, so and, and doesn't really have the speed. He makes all the the smart plays, but you know who's driving the offense on that line. And I thought for for a large part of the year it was Jake. So um, you know, I'm not ready to give up on a guy who can score uh, like he does. You know, he's a 30-goal scorer potentially uh, every year, and, and he's still young. So, um, you know, what's Washington going to give you in return? Not anything great. Their roster kind of blows, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like they're going right. to give you, you know, TJ Oshie who's getting up there in years right. or anything like that, So, um, or Backstrom. So, um, right. you know, I, I, I feel like rolling the dice uh, at this point is the right move. Yeah, I do too. I, I and I think they'll get a deal done with DeBrusque. I, I would think so. I mean, it, I think he'll. I mean, he. I don't know what type of year he'll have without without a really good 
playmaking center. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's another guy who I hope it doesn't tail off and they probably want to see if, if he can legitimately do it with Zaka or, you know, somebody else coil, you know, if he can, if he can still produce, um, you know, I just don't want you to get to that end of the season where <laughs> the negotiations get a little tight and you lose them for nothing. I don't want that. But uh, but I think they'll eventually get a deal done, and it could be an extension during the season if they maybe they want to just have him a couple couple months, see how it's going. If he's playing really well, extend him, and maybe maybe that's how they do it. Uh, number six, which contract is the worst in the Bruins roster right now? Oh, that's a tough one. I would say probably. For years in production, even though I like the player, I'd probably say a coil. Yes, I was right on it. And I just, I actually just wrote an article and submitted it that's going to come out tomorrow morning. And oh, okay. I wrote about coil. <laughs> okay. Because coil has three years left. Yeah. He can submit an eight team no trade list until 2025. Mm-hmm. And he makes 5.25. He does. For, for 45 points. You know what yeah. I mean? He's never had, he's had 50 points once, 2016, 17 with Minnesota. He had that really good playoff when he first came over, mm-hmm. 16 points, 24 games, like during the cup cup finals run. Um, and I like Coyle. And Me I too. think as a third, we talked about this a million times, third line center, perfect. Yeah. Second line center, eh, no. Like I'm just not. So if you're thinking about centers, you know, 5.25 for 40 points, you know, I, no, I just, I, I think he's a guy that they can move on from and maybe they will in the off season. Who knows? Yeah. He's, he's, um, he's, he's a little bit overpaid, I think for what he, what he does and what he brings to the table. Um, but you know, like you said, you like him. I like him. I think now is his opportunity. Now he's going to get every yep. chance in the world uh, to show what he can do because he's going to be a top two center, maybe even the top center. Who knows? Maybe he'll end up playing with uh, Marchand and DeBrusque. I, I probably would put him there so that Zaka stays with Pasternak. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what, uh, what comes of it. He is responsible defensively, and that certainly uh, helps his case. He's a good penalty killer. Uh, so, you know, he can do some things, but the production really needs to be there if you're making that kind of money. Yeah, it does. And I, you know, especially now, like, you know, they, they can't afford to be, you know, overpaying guys. And I think it's a slight overpay. I mean, I, I, I think in it's by slight, I mean, probably should be making Zaka money, you know, probably in there, or, yeah. you know, right around there. Probably, probably, probably a little under, less. probably a little under, honestly, but probably a little under that, which only a million, million and a half less, but for yeah. over three years, you know, that's. Yeah, and then he has the the no trade list, so um, it is a it is a tough contract in that you don't want to you don't want to really get on the guy because he's a good player. He is, but he's a he's a but he's a victim of his own contract. He is, yeah, <laughs> and it's and and that's what makes you kind of look sideways at him. Um, all right, in trip number seven, Jimmy Murphy of Boston Hockey Now wrote that a lack of a number one center might be Don Sweeney's downfall. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that I think that could be the case. Certainly, I think if. Uh... You know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, if you if you, you know, sign this collection of veterans and then go into next offseason and don't make a hard push for a number one center, 
whether it's in free agency or via trade, then then you're leaving yourself open to a ton of criticism if the Bruins start to, uh, you know, slide down the standings or don't make the playoffs, God forbid. So uh, he certainly will leave himself wide open to some serious, serious criticism if, uh, you know, if he can't get a hold of a number one center and, and kind of uh, fill Bergeron's and Krejci's, you know, hold in the lineup. Yeah, and it's. Um, I feel like they were so after the defenseman, the puck moving defenseman, the left shot defenseman, and they put a lot of eggs in those baskets, and rightfully so. Uh, but I think it is going to be his downfall if they don't make the playoffs. I think it's going to be, you know, it, he may be in jeopardy of of losing his job. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But he, here's a guy I, I don't. I haven't really seen much on, and that's Georgi Merkulov. Like I, I haven't really heard anything about him in the last. And I, and I feel like he is a guy that, you know, maybe they think can step in there, just have to see training camp and haven't mentioned much about it. But I feel like I haven't gotten any updates really about him, and I'm not sure, you know, maybe they think that he can be a guy that can come in and produce. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, I certainly feel like the upper management and, and maybe Montgomery as well thinks that there are some young guys that can – really uh crack the lineup that can that can make some make some uh that show well in the preseason and can and can crack the lineup and produce i think Merkulov's one of those guys i think lauko is definitely one of those guys i think you know you could throw steen in there uh as well maybe maybe mclaughlin uh maybe lysel if he had a strong camp uh coming off you know what i think many would call kind of a down year a little bit so um, yeah, I think uh, the management certainly thinks that there are some guys there that can maybe step in and solve some of their, uh, you know, scoring or playmaking problems. Yeah, for sure. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus Bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21 plus, physically present in mass. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issued as free bets. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. All right, a Bender's poll this week. David Krejci is 15 games played and assists all-time as a Bruins player. Ninth in points. Do you think he's a top Bruin, top 10 Bruin of all time? And we had yes and no, 192 votes. No came in at 37% and yes at 63%, which I'm, I'm kind of surprised about. I'm really? I'm I'm surprised about it, but I'm kind of happy about it too at the same time because yeah. um, I think uh, you know, like we said, he probably kind of deserves to be there at the back end of the top ten. Um, I think there's probably some recency bias there. Uh, some people haven't seen some of the uh, some of the older guys that have played. You know, there's not a lot of uh, 
uh, guys in uh, in their 60s and 70s that are po- enjoying the podcasts. Uh, and so they may not know, you know, Terry O'Reilly or Milt Schmidt or Johnny Busick right. or Phil Esposito. Right. So um, there may be a little recency bias there, but I- I'm happy that uh, that uh, Krejci snuck in there uh, in the top 10. I, I am too, and I and I'm looking forward to David Krejci night and that that whole thing. And yeah. do you think his number goes up? Probably. You think so? Yeah, I think I think they will. I mean, he won a cup. Okay. He played yeah. uh, his entire career with Boston. Um, yeah. You know, over a thousand games, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he will. I don't think anybody else will wear forty six. I think um, you know there's there's guys up there that have done less than than he's done. So I certainly mm-hmm. think he uh, he deserves to be up there. Yeah, I, I, I would. It would be nice if he does. I, I really hope. I really hope so because um, I think he he deserves a lot of credit because he was a he was a number one center when they won the cup. Sure, sure like, he was. He, he was he was the driver there. I mean, he you know post seasons two thousand ten he doesn't get hurt. God knows what happens there. I mean, mm-hmm. he might have had back to back. Friggin' cups and yeah. MVPs and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, he, but he was very, very good uh, when he was, uh, you know, in his prime. Uh, September thirteenth is rookie camp. Anyone that you're looking forward to seeing there, and anybody you think, which okay, here's this: who's your pick to click? Who you think is going to make the roster as a young young rookie hasn't been a pro yet? Oh, hasn't been a pro yet. Or hasn't been with the Bruins yet. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that is in that rookie camp that will um, that will make the roster that hasn't been with the bro. Uh, you know what? I'll say Mason Lowry. I think. I think. You think Lowry will? I, I think okay. Low. I think Lowry has a chance. There's some. There's some. Uh, you know, the bottom end of of the of the defense core isn't fantastic, and I think Lowry's big. He can skate. Uh, so I think he he could be a guy. I think Merkulov could be a guy. Um, but outside of those two, I, I think you know there there aren't really as many spots available as as people would think. So I think right. uh, you know maybe one of those two guys. But you know I feel like Lauko will have a spot. But he, you know he's played some games with the Bruins already. Yeah, Frederick Brunet is going to play. It looks like he may play with the Providence Bruins this season. So that's that's a guy who's been really climbing the charts quickly from a fifth round pick to to really being a one of the top prospects now. He's probably in the top 10, 12 now. Sure. As prospects with the with the Bruins and has a lot of offensive skill as a defenseman. He's got good size. Like that's a guy hopefully that'll continue to improve. The prospect challenges in Buffalo again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Monday, the 15th, 16th, and 18th of September. Uh, so you can see, I think you can see that. I think it's streamed by the Sabres, isn't it? Wasn't that last it, year? Yeah, I believe it was streamed by the Sabres last yeah, time. So, and and it's, so. you know, it's possible you could catch a couple of that of those things on like the NHL network or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten bucks if you want to go to Buffalo. Ten bucks for tickets. You know what? If we weren't going to be in Jamaica, I say we should take the trip. <laughs> yeah, Jamaica, Buffalo, close, but I think we'll be in Jamaica. Uh, and then training camp begins September the twentieth, so just over a month away, uh, and it'll be Bruins hockey again. And it'll be season three of the Bruins Benders podcast. We've had ninety-three episodes, and I just realized that episode. This is season two, episode forty-five. Probably should have been forty-six for Krejci. Yeah, we blew that one. We blew, blew it. that one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll do another crazy 
Who was who was forty five? Uh, was there Sandy Moger? Can we do a Sandy? Sandy Moger. Can we do a Sandy Moger episode quick? Yeah, Sandy Moger episode. <laughs> maybe we should do that at some point. Like just do a, a quick blurb about someone who wore that number. <laughs> maybe we should just do a whole episode on a random Bruin. Yeah. We'll just on a random Bruin in the off season. Yeah. We'll just have people write yeah. in and say, "Hey, who do you, who would you like to hear about?" Yeah, you know, just talk, we'll send just us talk about send us a message and let us yeah let us know who you want yeah. to hear about and we'll we'll. Yeah. Uh, We'll do our best to to fill you in on the Sandy Mogers and Joseph yeah. Stumples of the world. Yeah, Marius Tchaikovsky and yeah, yeah. Rosie Ruzi, Rosie Rujicka. Rosie Rosie, he was something for a short period of time there. Charlie Simmer. Yeah, Charlie Simmer couldn't skate a lick. Nope. Um, Score we'll goals get that again with Milan Lucic, so <laughs> that'll be that'll be good. Lumbering <laughs> down the side, the side. Okay, going. here's here's a I mean, DraftKings is a sponsor, so here's a quick thing. I want to throw this out there to you. Uh, odds that Milan Lucic fights in his in the home opener. Oh my God! Uh, it's uh, one to one. I yeah, think, I think you have to put like a thousand dollars to win a penny. Yeah, on that one. So like, he's, he's so going like, down with somebody. Who are they playing? I, uh, I don't know. Is it uh, Chicago? They open with Chicago, Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, I, do they open with Washington? Washington. Hold on, I got it here. Okay. It's, uh, let's see. They open with oh the Blackhawks. Yeah, Chicago. They, they open with Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno. Oh, did you go with Foligno? Does he go with Fliggy the first night? I bet they call each other and say, we're going. You know, I would say plus the one right there. Plus 1,000. Plus 1,000. You got to wager $1,000 to win 10. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're going. Felino and Lucic, absolutely. The place would go bananas. I, I mean, I, I, I 100% believe that he's fighting somebody on opening night, and the place oh, is just going to go berserk. Yeah, first time he's on the ice with his fucking humpback, fucking <laughs> yeah, up, up and down the ice, oh. fucking banging people. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna try no to put question. he's gonna be trying to put people through the glass. There's no doubt about it on that first yeah. shift. What well, now? Whether he can catch anybody, that's a different story. Right. Well, here, but, here's the other. Here, here are a couple other over unders. Over under how many games he plays this season? Uh he's pretty durable, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. So I mean, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna yeah, go. I don't think scratched the guy. Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I don't think he gets scratched all that often. I'm gonna say over seventy. Over seventy. Okay, so last year he had seventy-seven. You're right. Actually, yeah. he is durable. He's yeah. played seventy-seven, eighty-two, seventy-nine, eighty-two, eighty-two, yeah. eighty-one. 82. Wow. So I should have. Really so I should have gone over yeah. seventy-five then. Yeah, geez, he might be might be over seventy-five. Okay, how many how many points? For Luch. She had 19 last year. He's had no more than 20 since 2017, 18. Uh, 25. Okay. 25 points. So he, so he, so he, so he gets 25 points. Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be juiced up to come back. I think he wants to be yeah. back here. I think the fans, uh, love the guy. I think that'll bring out the best of him. I don't know how good he'll do on the road, but at home, he's going to be really good. I think for the Bruins at home, he is. He and, is. I mean, he's going to be amped. He's going to be really. He's going to yeah. be really good. So I, I feel no, like he's going to he's going to crack ten goals. I think he's going to score more than ten goals, and and yeah. uh, you know, like a ten goal, fifteen assists type of thing uh, yeah. out of him. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is what he's wanted for the mm-hmm. last five years or so, yeah. whatever he said. So he's gonna he's gonna come out and show it. I'm sure it's just a, you know over the course of, I mean, can he produce even some? I mean, he'll probably be on the fourth line quite a bit. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind him out there with Beecher and you know, a guy with some speed who bangs with him. Like, yeah, that, well, you know, not not the worst thing. I mean, I'm interested to see how he'll do. 
Uh, I just think there's a lot of romanticism going on, but there is, there is no doubt. No doubt. Makes it fun. Yeah. Um, All right. Go to inside the rink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Bruins Benders. Subscribe to the inside the rink YouTube page and give us a rate and review on Apple. Haven't had one in a while. And uh, you can, you can actually catch our podcast on all platforms and on the inside the rink youtube page we are done for this week we will be back again soon with another episode thanks a lot for listening go bruins thanks a lot Mm, bye bye